Enlighten Me, the podcast everyone is talking about with your host, Julian, where wisdom, knowledge, and experience meet the public. This is your host, Julian, on Enlighten Me. Today, we got another special podcast, another special podcast that needs to be heard, needs to be said, and needs to be tamed. So this is what's going to happen today. And I hope you beautiful people having a wonderful evening, morning, or afternoon. Uh, I got three gentlemen on the line with me. But before we start all that, you can uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Enlighten Me. Just go ahead and search that on 10 platforms now. Just search Enlighten Me on Google, Apple, and uh, Spotify. Enlighten Me. If you need to get on or you have some suggestions or want to get on a podcast or you want to hear a topic, just uh, go ahead and email me at enlightenmejulian at gmail.com. And from there, we are doing subscriptions now. I got my first subscriptions. It's 99 cents, but hey, baby, we going with that. 99 cents a month. There's another one that's like $1.99 a month, $4.99 a month, and so on and so forth. But uh, Tora Cuz, that's my actual cousin. If you're going to introduce yourself, please. What's up, man? My name is Tori Buzz, man. And as he said, Julian is my cousin. We found out a few years back through a family tree, man. So it's like, it seems like I know him through Facebook a lot, but... uh. It's pretty cool that, that y'all doing this mental health thing because it's, it's very serious out there, man. I, I've actually been through some mental health stuff, so it's definitely cool that y'all doing this. Of course, of course, man. Um, you want to tell us a little about yourself, your background? Do you have any businesses or anything like that? <clears throat> well, I'm self-employed right now. I uh, I had a own, I had my club back probably about four or five years ago. Uh, here in Wilmington, North Carolina, and uh, that went that went down because of, I guess, if you ask me to be honest with you, just some racist stuff. They couldn't, they didn't like the simple fact that a young black man was downtown in a predominantly white place having a club down there. So that went that went to hell, and I have six kids total, four that are mine, two are from previous relationships I were in, but I see them as my daughters also. So that's basically it, man. I appreciate that introduction, cuz. And uh, Luis, go ahead and introduce yourself, please. What's going on, everybody? I am uh, Luis. Uh, I do have a YouTube channel, but all I really do is just ASMR. It, it took me 32 years to figure out that that's what I like to do. Mm. Um, so if you want to go subscribe to that, if you're into ASMR, go for that. It's, uh, ASMR soldier. Um, you know, I've been in the military 12 years. I've, I've lost a few friends, uh, due to, you know, mental illness issues. And it, it's a, it's a pretty sore, um, and important topic that needs to be spoken. And, uh, Micah, the legend, you just got him on. I appreciate you for <laughs> last minute coming on, Micah. Can you introduce yourself, please? No problem, no problem. I appreciate you having me. And salutations, everyone. My name is Micah, uh, six-year Air Force veteran. Spent six months in Afghanistan. Um, right now, but some of my more personal endeavors um, they incorporate elements of photography, digital design, writing, and journalism. Because um, those are some of the things that that I'm about, and that's some of the ways that allows me to have an outlet for um, my mental health. So 
yeah, as was mentioned earlier, it's really good that we're having these conversations because they're they're very important. Yeah, I actually did a podcast probably about a year ago with uh, three other gentlemen about men's depression. It, it it hit a lot of men actually were profound. The profound podcast was they were enlightened that like, okay, I'm not the only one that goes through this because one of the gentlemen on there, you know, he thought about committing suicide and things of that sort. So he shared his experience in that nature of like, yeah, it happens to us because, you know, the stigma on men is we can't show emotion. We shouldn't show emotion, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to be honest. Some women say, yeah, we want you to show that emotion. But at the end of the day, it's like, you're too emotional, you know? So where, where are we going? Why do y'all think this is a stigma right now? And it's so prominent. Um, sorry, sorry. I had to, I cut out. I, I don't know what's going on with, uh, <laughs> you know, it's the uh -oh. same thing as yesterday, but I'm, I'm back in. I think honestly, man, it, it comes down to, you know, like how you were raised, the environment you were raised, you know, the, the male figures that you had around you when you were growing up that, or lack thereof, you know, um, that kind of mold you into the person, into the man that you become, you know, and how to handle adversity. I, uh, you also hear me? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. I, I, I believe that um, today's society, you know, men grew, have grown up, and I'm speaking as a whole, you know, not, not individual, but as a whole, men have grown up very coddled and feminized. And, you know, when, when a real issue comes around, they don't know how to handle it. Oh, it did it again. So he, he's going to be going in and out because he's yeah. dropping bars. <laughs> the, the devil is a liar. So I think he's, he's getting on that, as he, as he was saying, there's, men aren't handling the situations in which they should. And I guess society has deemed everything bad. Like, I guess even spanking your child, you can call the cops on uh you can call the cops on your parents for speaking your child or something mm -hmm. like that, like that these days. Right. Yeah, I, that's absurd. I understand. They said it's leading to mental health issues and the child and stuff like that. But I, I actually, I didn't get spanked. But I've seen people, they turned out right. They turned out pretty righteous and they, they were scolded and disciplined. I don't understand why this is happening. But again, this is a new culture we're living in. Well, I think that's it's important to kind of understand, though, that correlation isn't exactly causation, right? So you can experience, you know, and people view levels of, you know, discipline and abuse very differently, you know. So I think there does be a very fine line of what's, you know, physical out. discipline and, you know, what's escalating to actual abuse, you know. So do you say spanking your child is uh, a disciplinary action or not? Yeah, but there's there's levels to it. You know, like you can't be like, and I can't speak for, you know, other upbringings. Um, I'm, I myself haven't had a whole lot of, you know, spankings as, as a child, but it's something that I do hear about. Um, so as a form of physical discipline, you know, they do say that there are better methods. But, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> But as a form of correct, corrective behavior, you know, it, it has to be, it, it, it has to meet the, the crime per se, right? So if it's completely unreasonable and you're going to the point of like breaking the skin of your child, like leaving- Oh yeah, bruises, that's, that's illegal, yeah. You know, so yeah, so, 
and people gotta be able to make that that distinction. And cause you have you have some children. How do how do you feel about disciplinary action? Do you think well, that's well me personally? Yes. Um, yes. you know, my dad was in the military, he was in the Marines, so you know, he's done passed away now. He died in 2016 of cancer. And uh, and my upbringing was, you know, with him being in the military and drinking a lot, I did get a lot of abuse, you know. And, uh, like, from a young age, you know, I'm talking about, like, from second grade to all the way to damn near eighth grade. You know, I've been on my own since I was 16, but, you know, he just had a gentleman just say something about breaking skin. Man, when I sit here and say, I mean, it it was slavery breaking skin with me. You know what I'm saying? And this was at a young age. And then, you know, as I got older, it started getting to the point where it's like, you know, I literally think I can kill this man. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like now that like I hate to say it, like he's gone. I hate the way that he went out. I hate the way he went out. But at times, I've had times like, damn, why why couldn't that have been me that did that? Because this man put me through shit. He put me through hell. You know what I'm saying? And it's like. Now, whenever I be wanting to talk about it with my family and stuff, it's like, oh, you just got to get over it. You just got to mm-hmm. get over it. You know, mm-hmm. you just got to get over that. And and I was like, how can y'all tell me to do that? It's like, like it's they, they want y'all, they want yeah. y'all to, they want you to talk about it. But then whenever I come to talk about it, it's like all the thing they say is, you know, you got to get over that. You know, everybody has been through that, you know. Is other people do it. Guess what? I'm not other people. I'm me. Yeah, you can't compare a, a different scenario with somebody else. Exactly. Exactly. Like I was going through this since I was younger. And it was like, and with my mom, like she knew about this. You know what I'm saying? Like she had to work and stuff. So it'd be like, Mom, if you knew this, why would you even leave me in the house with this man? So in my head, it's like, damn, you don't even care. So then that's where it coming with me as far as females. It's like, yo. Yeah, that's what I was just my mom, my, my mom, I don't even feel like that. My mom, I can't even trust my mom, so how can I trust these other females? Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, dad, like, if my mom doesn't love me, like, I know this female doesn't love me, like, because your mom is supposed to be your pride and joy. Now, I'm not saying that my mama doesn't love me, but, yeah. you know, growing up, it's like, why are you leaving me in this house with this man, you know, who have flashbacks because you know he was in the war he was an alcoholic i mean he was like i said i still got the mark on my back to where it went down to the meat still got that i got a lot of abuse from that man so it's like as i got older and talking i mean it's to certain people that's why i think like this right here is like good for me because i actually get speak to people who I don't know and y'all listening then could give me advice on how to move on and and doing stuff like that. So, you know, it's it's a it's a lot. And it's and it's hard for especially black men to come out and express themselves because like you said, they, they see it as being weak. 
it's not it's not it's not gangster as they want to say. But well, that's that's what happened yesterday with Will Smith. Everybody right. wants that. Yeah, and see the thing is, I'm so I apologize for not being because I really was on some stuff yesterday. Ever since that stuff happened. Oh man, uh, yeah. We're we'll, we'll, we gonna do another uh, a part two to that though. So we'll, we'll deem it back to men's mental health and come back to that. But but yeah, man. I mean, it's just. I mean, it's just. It's good, man. It's like it's good to be talking about this, and I'm glad that you're involved. I think this might be a sign of you know something I be wanting to do with y'all. All the time, man, to ease to get out some of this frustration. Oh yeah, no doubt. No doubt. My, um, and Mike, how do you feel about that? Did you growing up or anything like that, or even experiencing now? Uh, you try to talk about your feelings or how you feel to you, your coworkers or somebody you trust or a woman, and it's not really adhered to or acknowledged. Um. Well, first, can I kind of piggyback off of what Torrey was course, talking about? Of course, of course. Hey, say less, say less. Cause, man, because y'all got to understand that mental health, like, this is my my rap. Like, I have a um, associate's in behavioral science, so I'm I am hey, into talk, this Spit stuff, that fire. You know spit so, that fire. So we're talking about the developmental stages, right, of, like, you know, children, you know, going into adults. And once you're in that transitional of being an adult, you are supposed to have had a nurturing environment in all respects, right? Mm. You're supposed to be healthy mentally, physically, emotionally, so that you can be prepared for the traumas of life afterwards when you leave the nest. So if in your home you're experiencing somebody that is being physically abusive to the point of leaving scars at such a young age of being in the second grade to be your caretakers then you view the entire world as dangerous absolutely and a absolutely. lot of people say you just got help or why are you just getting help at this time i think people put a time frame on it and everything i mean time you got to be here at this time and you just embody the time mm-hmm. everybody does things differently even grief it can go up to seven to ten years i i didn't know that when i did my grief podcast yeah it's, it's there's no time limit and as they were saying as i was saying they put the same scenario on you based upon maybe their experience or what they've seen and that you should have healed in that instance on the same time tour or cuz no because what because where was where the coping mechanisms that should have been in place to be able to feel safe to be able to let go from that it like that that's been robbed of him exactly you know? absolutely so but he so, should be a man and man up they, that's, that's that's what they say he should be a man and man up. that's crazy no so like this is like for some of us like this is going this may hurt forever you know yeah. because some of us have experienced some things that like they don't know what it's like to feel that unsafe and for me to share some things from from me um i grew up mostly with a single mom so there were some periods where you know she she had boyfriends so one of her boyfriends it was just me and him and i remember i remember this specifically i was sitting on like the edge of his bed and he was walking towards the shower and as he was walking, he was completely naked and he didn't even like try to cover himself up. And now, mind you, I'm like in second or third grade at this time. So I'm having the natural response of, OK, this is a grown man and he's nude. I'm supposed to view nudity as as tech. 
food, right? Because like this, this shouldn't be happening. So I'm having that, you know, natural childlike reaction of like, ooh, gross, put that away. And I remember just how unashamed he was to just stand there. At, at this point, he stopped mid-walk to just stand there in front of me. And he was like, what, you never seen this before? Uh. And I felt so uncomfortable that I promise you that I, that I hallucinated that there was another adult, another male Black adult <clears throat> in the room telling him that this was inappropriate. Now, I can't tell you exactly what this man looked like. I can't tell you his name. I can't even really tell you his association to the man in the room doing these things right now. Right. So this is what kind of leads me to believe, like, I was so uncomfortable that I just manifested something to feel safe. Yeah, and who, who, who can deem that wrong? Like, how can I say, oh, you're crazy or something? Like, like people, people always judge people based upon experiences. Yes. Like, who, who, where, 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 first of all, you're not a doctor. Even doctors aren't always right. Like, I, I just Absolutely. can't. Absolutely. And, you know, the theories of psychology is going to forever be evolving because you have the tools to exactly measure these things. So right now, like, who's to say exactly, like, what those experiences are? All we can do is just kind of say, these are the things that we know the best of right now and go from there. Right. All of these very real things that we've experienced as children and moments in which we felt genuinely unsafe and have not have had a feeling of safety in an environment where we were supposed to have had that, that is going to have detrimental effects in the long term in some way, shape, or form. And I'm living proof of that, man, for real, for real, because that it actually, you know, like I said, it has my effect towards definitely women. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, my mom not being there. Like, why are you leaving me in the house? You know, for example, and like, like, hey, does she even really care about me? Mm-hmm. And this guy who's supposed to be my dad and be my protector and teach me things and stuff like that. It's like, why is he doing it to me? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, so young, second grade. I'd be like, I look at my nephews who's in the second grade. I'm like, yo, I be, I sit there and I just sit there like, oh my gosh, yo, my dad used to beat my ass like at my, my nephew age. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, like how could he do that? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, and you think about it, like you don't want to think about it, but it's like, it just, it comes out of nowhere. It comes out of nowhere. And by the great, like I have, I have three different baby moms or whatever. Mm. Two of them, I am very close to. Like, there's no problems, and you know, I have a girlfriend now, and it's like the way that I was brought up. Like, with the guys in my family, all I seen was drugs and different women. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't see a guy who loved just one woman. I didn't see my dad. I see my dad around my mom, but that right there was just fighting and fussing all the time. Yeah. Threatening to kill and all this and that stuff. But then whenever I'm hanging out with my brothers, it's like I'm seeing drugs and different women thinking like, yo, damn, like this must be the thing to do. So all my life, it's like different women, you know, it's like 
And it's like, these are good women. But as I, as I have gotten older, I'm like, yo, this isn't right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This isn't right. Well, and it's like, and it's like, you know, they, and they're good. But see, the thing is, I know myself and I know I'm not good in my mind. So, you know, I did in a relationship with one of my, with my daughter's mom, because she's a good woman. And you weren't ready. She's a good woman. No, no, no. I've always said I I wouldn't get married just because of the fact I see my mom, I see my parents married. I see nothing but negativity. I see my friends' parents getting married. I see nothing but negativity. I see see all these people married, but all I'm seeing what they're doing is having, they're cheating. So I'm like, well, why? so, So a mixture with that and being around people like my brothers who's messing with different women, it's like, well, wh- what's the right thing to do? That's just like, even now I know people who are married, but they still go out and cheat. So it's like, what's the point? So I try to be so open. Like I'm in, I'm the most open person ever. Like they would tell you that. Like I'd be honest. I'd be telling the truth. It's like, I'm just open because I feel like that's the best thing to do. But then I have one of them say, well, you know what? Telling the truth isn't good all the time. I'm like, well, damn. Telling the truth isn't good all the time. Like, that's what I'd be thinking. Like, well, you know, tell the truth. And it's like, see, to me, I feel like with a female, I feel like I was telling her, I was like, you know what? If something was to happen, it's one thing that you can say about me is that, you know what? I'm, you know, I'm going to tell you the truth. And you're going to respect me. That's all. I just want people to respect me. All the love and stuff, like whatever. You don't have to, because see, you don't, I don't have to love somebody to respect them. I can respect everybody on this call right now and not even know y'all or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just by conversation. Just by what I can hear from y'all. I can, I feel like God gave me a gift to where I can, I can read a person like, like crazy. Everybody, I, I'm getting good energy from everybody on here, and that's good for me. But I wouldn't even be going through the stuff. I wouldn't even be saying the stuff that I'm saying right now. So it's like <clears throat> a lot of this stuff, man, it's like it does carry on in life. And as far as going back to what you were asking me, because of which I forgot to answer about the kids, I don't beat my kids. I've never beat my kids because I know what I went through. And I know I could never... I, I just couldn't do it. I've never beaten none of my kids. Absolutely not. I just don't believe in it. Now, now, like, people can call child services on you just by you thumping your kid. Yeah, that, that's, that's, a, that's a story. And, and it's crazy because a lot of these kids, like, need their, they, they, some of them need their ass whipped. You know what I'm saying? Like, to the point where it's like, you know what? I think if it was more of that, it'd be less stuff, especially in the black in the black community. Well, they, now, they keep saying pain is. Uh, I mean, the way we handle it. I mean, this new study is always evolving and devolving around you know disciplining your 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 child and stuff like that. And again, right. people have and, prospered through this within the eighteen nineties and right. And it's here, and it's like you got your parents. You got you got parents in the club with with their kids throwing up gang signs together, like. Who does that? And you wonder why these kids are like they are like the way they are. 
the parents are still in gangs and all this and that stuff. And you in the club, I couldn't picture me clubbing, throwing up gang signs in there with my kid. Well, what's going on is a lot of things that, especially since we're talking about childhood and the upbringing, a lot of things are deeming down towards, um, even I, I was told this when I was younger, like big boys don't cry, you know, don't mm-hmm. show emotion. So by the time we were like what 18 or an adult, we've only embodied and embellished this thought that we're not supposed to show any type of emotion. That's why I've, I've even been told, you know, at a young age, you don't show a lot of emotion. Why don't you talk about anything? And I'm just like, because that's my normality. I, I thought this was normal. I'm, I'm not supposed to talk about anything, mm-hmm. you know, but those subtle things. Other than that, I just take it, bury it, and then keep it moving. So I don't know if everybody else here can identify with one particular instant, but I feel like each of us may be able to have one instance where that was a defining moment to say, okay, I can never show emotion towards anything and for me it was when i was taking martial arts classes in um in elementary school I was taking tong sudo and i got kicked in my solar plexus for the first time mind you i'm in i'm in second grade and mm. I, i'm i'm feeling this since this very like painful sensation at my midsection for the very first time that knocked the wind out of me you know so I, of course i'm having a physiological response and my sensei, he was a black guy named Master Shaw, like he like got angry at me. He was like, stop crying, stop crying. I'm like, I'm trying, I'm trying to like catch my breath. I'm like, I, I just can't. I don't can't. know where you're dying. I'm feeling this, right. And he was like, take him to the bathroom and get, get him cleaned up. I'm just like, and, and I, I revered this man. Because again, mind you, at this time, I didn't have a, a stable um, father figure at this time. So... For him to be teaching something that I was really passionate in at the time, like that's the pedestal that kind of put him in. So for him to have that reaction, I was like, okay, I, I've made him mad because I've now cried. So now I can never cry again. So I know that that was the pivotal moment for me. See, mm. and that's what we're trying to change now. And I feel like it is. I think it's changed more in the adulthood that men are trying to speak up. And and this is where every man has some type of femininity in him as well as masculinity. And again, what we were talking about last, uh, last night that some women, they were saying that they want to, they want a man to open up, be vulnerable and stuff like that. But from what I've seen and what I understand when a man does that, he's demonized, he's ridiculed, he's undermined. And then as an adult, that's, that's not what should be happening. As you stated, like you were trying to say, tell your family about how you felt and they're saying, yo, just get over it. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Right. That's what people do. Just like when you see somebody say, oh, hey, how are you doing? Like, there's no intent or any type of emotion behind people's prevalent activities towards somebody else. And I think we're just on autopilot today in this world. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we're just we're just moving carelessly, but in, in a different direction than everybody else, if not agreeing. And that's why, uh, again, Luis isn't on here. They were saying that men are ridiculed. Like, I guess when uh, Will Smith, he turned into a meme, he was crying. Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. um, Tyrese, and I think I'm forgetting somebody else. Like anytime some type of man shows any emotion, he mm-hmm. he's, he's deemed a meme. Absolutely. And it's not taken seriously. Yep. Right. And the person so, in suicide ranked the leading cause of death among men. Am mm. I so whenever, you know, whenever my family be saying, you know, 
you know, just go and get over it. You know, it's nothing that it's nothing that we can do. It's nothing that you can do about it or whatever. Is it wrong for me to feel like, you know what, they just don't care? No. Because whenever I say that, it's like, well, how can you say that? It's like, I mean, because it's like, it's my family. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, if I feel like that I need to talk about it, talk about it with me. Help me understand what was going on back then. What was going on through your mind, ma? What was going on? Like, what was happening? I didn't, I couldn't see everything. I heard a lot of fussing. I seen a lot of fighting. I seen a lot of, you know, his Marine sword up against your throat. I seen a lot of stuff like that. I seen a lot of him choking. But I mean, like, so he was doing this to you and you seen that he was doing this to me. Like, what was going on? Why didn't you take me to somebody's house? You feel what I'm saying? And it's like, they don't want to talk about it. So it's like, it's like, well, do y'all not want to talk about it because y'all don't want to think about it or whatever? I mean, which is fine, but see, the thing is, I'm the one that's hurting from it. So, yeah. so why not talk to me? Help me understand. Help me feel more comfortable about things. Because I want in my, like, like recently, I've been having baby fever like crazy. At 40, I'm 42. Been having baby fever like crazy. And it's like, I think I feel like I missed out on that because of the fact that even though I have kids and the the, the take away the pain for all that stuff, because I wasn't showing emotion before for a long time. I didn't start showing emotion until really, I say about almost, I say about almost 30. I was holding stuff in for so long and Guess what about what? your I friends would... though? Did you ever try talking to your friends about it besides your family? Nope, nope. I did. I held, I held everything away. So you only want all the answers from you with the source. Exactly. I, I just held away. I didn't tell nobody anything. I just, you know what? I just not gonna do it. What so about, your, what about your friends? Did your friends open up to you? Uh, back then, no. See, I don't see like I don't really have like no true friends except for. I mean, back then, I had friends, but didn't have friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know what a true friend is now, because I have three of them. You feel what I'm saying? As I get older, you see who, what's a, what a real friend is. I have guys who I grew up with who aren't real, true friends. And it's like the stuff that I went through, you know, not holding stuff in, I end up going to cocaine to, to like, my problems, like I do that, it was like, you know what, <laughs> whatever, you know what, <laughs> cocaine, that's what it is. That, that was my cure, that was mm-hmm. my cure, and everything. So it was like, my mom, like, oh, you shouldn't do this, like, why are you doing this? Oh, not now, you want to ask me questions, now you want to ask questions. Nah, nah, don't worry about it. I'm doing, well, I'm doing usually the physicality, of anything. Once somebody sees something, now they want to acknowledge it. But if you're saying words and stuff like that, then it's like, get over it. But now when I yeah. see and I deem something like, okay, I, I wouldn't do that. And that seems like it's hurting you. Now I want to right. intrude on that. Yeah. But and I'm- it's like, and it's like, I feel like my whole, my whole life has been like, it's like, it went, it went to, it went to hell. Like from, like I said, I've been on my own since I was 16. Been on my own since I was 16 because we left the house. And we end up leaving because my mom, my dad was like, you know what? 
He had a gun out. He's like, you know what? One of us gonna die today. Talking to my mom. I can't remember. One of us gonna die today. I went. I heard it. I was upstairs, and their room was like below me. All right. I went down there, and I just swung with all my. I was thinking about everything. I swung with everything I had at sixteen and laid them out. And then my mom like, Tori, why you do that? Why you, Tori? You gotta go. You gotta gotta go now. This and that stuff. So you know, of course, she's now she's leaving. She yeah. You know, no, no, I mean, like, like this is when she left. You know, we left going to someone's house and then we end up getting like a trailer or whatever. But then, you know, he ended up, you know, trying to get her to come back, trying to get us to come back and all this and that stuff because he was drunk or whatever he wanted to be like talking to her. So, you know, my mom ended up going back after like three or four months. But I ended up staying at the trailer that we had moved into. So that's when I had to become an adult at 16, going to school. Well, I'm, I'm going to transition over to, to adulthood. Uh, Micah, why do you think there's a stigma on um, men showing some type of emotion or mental health? Because as as stated, men are four times as likely to commit suicide than women. Uh, this is going to be kind of kind of deep for me. Cause I think it kind of has um, some puritanical roots to it. Um, the whole ideology of what composites a household that is within the confines of the United States and that has, you know, as a predominant ideology is going to have Puritan ideals. And in that society, it's going to have the man being the provider predominantly and the woman being the, the, the nurturer. So I, I think in conjunction with that historical context to how we transition that into our society now. And I think that's, it, it's, it's our men's club, you know, because it, it was men that founded this society. So now there's this, uh, it, it, it's almost a, combination of camaraderie and competition because we don't want to appear weak to other men because that will leave us vulnerable for you know either lack of resources or lack of a potential partner and mm -hmm. this is kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy that we have because we can get that validation or invalidation with the women that we are seeking. So there are some women who are saying that they want a, you know, more emotionally vulnerable man. And there are women who say that they would prefer a Will Smith-like reaction to somebody calling them. Yeah, I ain't gonna do it. To save their, their, their head. So, but, but we can't deny that there are women like that that are out there, you know? So if, if a man has no problem with being that violent and there is a woman that ascribes to that, then it, it's just going to to feed that original notion of that there shouldn't be an emotional conversation of, okay, well, what were you going through that made you want to do that? I mean, we can even look at the reaction to 
this Will Smith situation right now and how we're responding to mental health. Because these are public figures and we've seen, you know, Will's growth throughout, you know, much of his career. And we yeah. know this to be very, very, very unlike him. So we could acknowledge that the act in and of itself was wrong because it was an act of violence. But what led up to it? Exactly. But what led up to it? Like what caused him to react in this way? All the stuff, all the stuff that Jada done put him through. Yeah. Yeah. Can we we limit it just to that though? I think we have to ask Will. From what? Yeah. Well, true. From what we see, and of course, media is not media is here to sell us a story, and not here to tell us the truth. And a lot of people forget that. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's. I mean, but what's out there and what's a fact is that we know what's big is you know the affair, and at the red table is like he. You know, you know, they obviously have an open relationship. But if you watch that red table, uh whenever they tape that, whenever she's like entanglement, he's like entanglement. Like, what you mean? Like mm. what a relationship? He was like, Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. He didn't know a relationship. And that right there was like, if you see his face, it's like, oh, really? And that's the thing, a lot of people were saying they had an agreement. They had agreement to be separated and do what they're supposed to do to make them happy. He didn't know about this whole uh, what is his name, uh, whatever August or whatever his name. Yeah, he didn't know about that. And she stated like, "I do what I want." He doesn't control what I do. He doesn't control what I do. That's what Jada said. Right. So a lot of people are skewing the story and the narrative to, I guess, compliment yeah. Jada or Will Smith or whatever his actions when that's not even it. And I don't know. People are just <laughs> trying to make it for their pleasure. Yeah, and, it's weird. And, and that right there is like, I mean, of course, and like with other stuff, I just like. It's crazy because a little bit earlier they was talking about. I guess he got a book out now, and I've heard this all through the, you know, through stuff saying that he's always been jealous of Jada's and Tupac's relationship, and Jada has even said herself that she has loved no man more than she loved Tupac. Yeah, you, you, that's just not something you you publicize, you know, because that's still gonna hit Will. Like somebody be at a party, like Yo, yeah, and, you know and that's what I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying. Like you, he's hearing this, so it's like, and then it's you see, and you see how he is. Like he's all he say he's all about love. He's about this. It's like that, and it's like to me, my opinion, it's like he's willing to have a open relationship with Jada because he clearly knows her. And you have you have some women who wants that open relationship too because of the fact that they might know that they want to be with someone else. They want to be with you, but they also want to be with someone else too. So then that's why you got to find that other partner who can kind of be on that level. Like, yo, are you are you down to being an open relationship? We together, mm-hmm. but you know, you know, you can. Go out and don't do this, but long as you tell me, and long as stuff don't get too far, or if it does get too far, you just tell me everything because we are married. So whenever you have that, like Will is so much in love with her, and it's like he really don't want to do this, but he does it because he loves her and he's all about you know family. He got kids with her and all this and that stuff. But then it's like with Jada, she's hiding stuff from him. And that and that killed him. You can see it in his eyes that it killed him. It hurt him. Then you got his son going through his stuff that he's going through, and his daughter going through. Like it's just a lot of stuff that's going on in there. 
Because can't nobody tell me that joke made him go out there and do that. Like, like, like they said, he'd rather deal with him than deal with her the rest of the night. You know, come back to his wife. She's upset. She's mad. She could say some certain things like, this is why this, this is why that. You don't defend me. You don't care about me. Let me go smack a man on national TV. And then now you think about the repercussions as they're trying to take his awards away. Um, they want to cancel some of his 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 movies. Like, they're trying to do a lot right now. And this is the cancel culture, so I'm going to be shot. They try to cancel The Rock. Can't cancel my man, The Rock. Right. Yeah, and it's and it's like with that is like, like I was like I was getting into it with a female on there last night about the Will Smith thing, like to the point where it was like, yo, I'm telling, like he's hurt, like he don't he doesn't know, like that was his chance, like you know what, he was laughing at the joke, and then everybody like people were laughing, he was laughing, so he went and he looked over there at her and then didn't have a smile on her face. Or whatever, he was just like, "Oh God, I done did something. I fucked up." To be honest, if he never would have reacted to that, this probably would not that everybody would have forgot about the joke. It, it, it exactly. would have been in the, yeah, it just would have been another night on the. It, cat. It, I didn't even know what's going on. Right, you know, it, I didn't know what was going on. Looked at her and was like, "You know what? I done fucked up, and I got to do something. What can I do?" Because after this show, and I'm laughing. And she and she didn't find it funny. I gotta do something. What, what can I do? What can I do? Oh, I know I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go up here and slap Chris. And boom, good. That's why he come back walking. He's like, you know what? She should be satisfied about that. I'm good. I'm in good graces now. I'm good. But he know that he messed up. He know he messed up. And that's just a person that has been damaged, damaged for forever. Cause that's not him. He's gonna be damaged for the rest of his life. Cause that's, oh, cause yeah, that's this, this not gonna be this gonna be a meme for the rest of for the rest of his life. As he is still a meme when he was crying. But uh Micah, you're you're pretty quiet. I wanted to ask you, do you feel like the stigma on men is actually getting better with them trying to communicate or it's getting worse? Because I, I do see a war at times. I mean it's Facebook though, that's not really valid. But I, <laughs> I do see when I do read comments, people are going at it and Ooh. a man's just trying to express himself. Yeah, nah, I, I try to steer clear of the comments. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, they about to crucify my mans. Yeah. Um, I think it's getting better or worse. I, I think it's... I honestly think it's getting better. Well, let me not say that. Because it, it's really hard to, to put a gauge on it, right? Is it, I see it getting better, or are we living in an age where more people have the means to be able to voice themselves? Like, where does one begin and the other one end? So what I will say is I do appreciate seeing more of the exposure of yes. men able to come out their 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 means to do so, right? Even now with us having this conversation about mental health and us being vulnerable, like um Torrey said, like we don't really know each other that well to you know really typically have conversations like these like we wouldn't just go out in public like hey these are some of the things that we went through during childhood you know what i'm saying but you provided this space for us to be able to talk about this right yes i i, I see the outlets growing um but i can't necessarily say that i think it's necessarily being better or worse maybe just more stances having platforms for their voices to be heard about how they feel about them 
I think there's a slight push because society's so used to a man being quiet, taking it and just going on about his business. Now mm. that, you know, we're starting to transition over to social media outlets, everything's instant now and men can actually speak their minds and say how they feel. It's like, well, you didn't do that 20 years ago. So why you want to do it now? Like as women are progressively becoming more CEOs and more prominent in the workforce, men are starting to open up as well. So as they are progressing, we are trying to progress as well. But For again, sure. we are just shown to be like stone cold and stuff like that. I mean, Luis, he's not on here, but he said he doesn't really show his emotions. I think he said that last night on another podcast. Mm-hmm. Like he has, he has, he wanted to open up. He said if he was getting mental health, he wouldn't tell his uh, significant other. Oh, wow. And the lady, the lady said, uh, Kim, she said, why would you not tell? Because he's like, you would think I'm weak. So I, <laughs> and, and, and then, it was that, crazy. I mean, yeah, it was crazy. I was just about to say something like like that because you know, like when women are different, <laughs> like 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 these days towards you know, I don't know how old y'all are, or whatever, but it's just for what I seen. Let me just say for what I seen. It's like women would use that against you. Oh yeah, because you know when women cut, they cut deep. You know, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They they cut it down my, to the to dog. the meat, and they, they or they talk to their best friend about it, and then you know, and then they're like, oh yo, that always that oh don't say anything type thing, and like that. I, so I understand what he's saying. Like you know, I'm not about to tell her anything because mm-hmm. he must know something about himself that if he does tell somebody. And somebody uses it against him, he must know his reaction to something and he doesn't want to regret it. That's just my opinion. Because yeah, so I used to be that way also. It, like, I feel like when we thing. love, we love deeply because it's already hard for us to open up and show that side of us. So once it's open, it's like, oh, a little bit of freedom. This is nice. I like this. I like I can be a human. But as soon as somebody breaks that, it's like, all right, now nah, I'm good. You know, I don't need to go through that. And we're right. not really emotional. Men aren't really emotional creatures, so it takes a lot for us to go through that and establish some type of healthy relationship. But definitely, yeah, we're definitely emotional. But just like you said, like you know, us normal, like the normal guys, are, you know, it's hard for us to come out. Like when you have a celebrity that comes out and says stuff, it's like, okay, all right, oh, he can do it. You know what? I can do it. But that's more like. The younger kids who's coming out and doing that, you know what I'm saying? Not like the adults like us, you know what I'm saying? Like you got Demar Derozan, Kevin Love, and you know them coming out. So you know they're, they're fans. The little kids are coming out and starting to say, you know, I'm stressed out. You know they come out, but us as an adult, like you're right. Like we don't say anything because we do seem soft. I mean, I don't care because I know I'm not soft. So it's oh, like, oh yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I can talk to certain people about it. And like I said, I get good vibes from everybody on here. So it's like I feel like I can come out and, you know, just talk about this stuff. And, <clears throat> and we definitely need to – and I'm definitely going to bring, you know, I give you some names I have. I got a few more people who will probably love to come up here and express themselves too also because oh, of you know, because this is a this is a good thing for real, for real. Absolutely, I appreciate. What do y'all think, um, Mike? You said I know you said one thing because what do you think is going to be a turning factor, or what could be a turning factor, and then 
accepting men's mental health more? Or what do you think could be applied or done or seen, you know, to help? Uh, that is... uh, upscale our mental health and uh, men to be more open. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, it's already transitioning. It's already happening, which is nice. One thing that I think would genuinely help is putting more men to do something artistic. Through music, whether it be through writing, whether it be through photography, just something expressive. Mm, express himself, yeah. Exactly. Just as a baseline, you know, because... And I, I like that Tori talked about his experience um, about trying to convey feelings because as much as we love our it doesn't mean that they're well to have a conversation about mental health, you know, because they may not have the best communication skills as we clearly experience as we grew up, right? Yep. So we can't as the bastion of our, our our sanity for our mental health. So the one thing that we do have control over, though, is how we express ourselves. So I think having some kind of artistic outlet would be a fantastic baseline for that. Yeah, I, I would agree to that. And do you think, um, so now, we're going to just transition over this. Do you think, and this is supposedly, I haven't done enough research on this, but more men are not marrying based upon their mental health. They feel like, <laughs> Luis, this is Luis's realm. He said they feel like it's a setup almost because I marry you, you divorce me, you take, you get alimony, you get the kids and you get child support and I get nothing. Well, I can definitely be in this one because I already said I, I don't really believe in marriage. I've always said that I would never get married because of the fact that for one, I've seen you know, you know, I, t I talk to my girlfriend about it. <laughs> She's like, you know, but that's just your parents. You know, those are just your parents. A lot of people that have met. Guess what? I don't see everybody else. I've seen you my. If you're moved out of that out of that environment into like if a I wasn't in the if I wasn't in the environment that I was grew, that I grew up in because now because now that I'm older and like the people who I hang around now. Like the people I hang around now, they they have kids, they have their wives, you know, and they real good people. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I see, like, you know what? I uh, I, I would want this, you know. I want to have this. I want to have this, you know what I'm saying? But this this that's right here. This feeling didn't come until like like really like five years ago, man. Like I said, I'm 42. This feeling didn't come to me until about five years ago. But all the other times, it's like you know. For what? Like I said, like I seen people who are married, they still cheating. And then yeah, this is trash. This is from my and from my childhood. It's like for what? Why? Why be married? It's just it's a it's a piece. This it's a piece of paper, and you know they all say, well, it's always a woman's dream to you know get married. They want to put on a dress or whatever and all this and that I'm stuff. Walmart. And then I'm like, well, you know, like yo. I can be with a female forever and not be married. Then they'd be like, well, if that's the case, why don't you just get married? No, because you know what? People feel like people feel like when you get married, rules have to change. They was like, well, well, what do you mean by that? I said, well, this is what I mean. I was like, let's just say, for example, 
everybody on here, we got a guys night out every Friday. Every Friday, we always hung out for years. And, you know, and the, and the girl you met had a girls night out every Friday before she even met you. But then, you know, even whenever y'all boyfriend, girlfriend, y'all still do the thing. Same thing. Same thing. Have fun. Have fun. Be safe. Be safe. Oh, but now that you're married, oh, you're married now. You don't need to be going out with your friends. Yeah, I've, I've heard you, that before. You, you, you need to be home with me. What I what I don't like and, is and that. And that right there factor. is like, and that right there is just stress. Like, yo, we met. We are. We end up getting married by the way that we work. Let's not. Let's not break that. Yeah, the title. Just because that we're married. You know what I'm saying? What so, what what like, what 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 I tell people a lot, and, and I was getting a lot of backlash. This is probably about three or four years ago. Everybody kept saying, uh, "Was it happy, happy, happy wife, happy life, or something mm-hmm. like that?" And yeah. I say, "No, happy, happy, happy spouse, happy house." And people are like, "No, you don't care about you don't care about your the wife." Or I'm like, "No, why? Why does it just have to be her individual happiness? What about the man's individual happiness?" Like, exactly. And that that was that was a huge factor. And I got a lot of backlash from. That. First of all, I don't care, but I got a lot of backlash from it. And I was like, "That's that's what's wrong." What about my feelings? What about take me into consideration on what I want? Yeah, that's nice, but you know, she needs to be happy. You need to take care of him. I want to be taken care of as well. I want to be acknowledged and heard and understood. Right, and and it just really depends. It, it just goes back on how or how you were raised. That's it. And it's like, are you are you stuck on one on one track, or or are you a person who can get out of how you was brought up and try to see? what that person went through and how they see the stuff. Like, like you said, like they feel like, Oh, the women got to do this. But the men have so much pressure on them. Like you said, like the dude Lewis, like, you know, all you go do is take, get a divorce. You go take everything. And that's so true. Like I tell, I tell my boys all the time, like, thank God I've never had my kids want to take out child support out on me. But only thing a female has to do is go down there and be like, oh, I want to take child support out on, I want to take child support out on, on, on Julian. Well, they don't, they might ask, well, why are you taking child support out on? Oh, because he don't do anything. But the reason is, is because you're messing with another girl and, and, and she don't like her. And they don't, they don't do no, they, they, they don't do no investigations or like, you know, well, you know, like, yo, does he really take care of it? They can just go down there and say, "Oh, that, that, that's another podcast that that we're gonna no, don't even step in that room because I had okay, somebody message me earlier. They're okay, like, I want to do a podcast. <laughs> what she say? Hold on, let me look this up real quick. I was like, I ain't never done nothing like that before. She said her friend wants to do a podcast on deadbeat baby daddies. Uh, yeah, yeah, sitting child. Sing their child because of the mother and the trying hard. Yeah, deadbeats. So we can we can hop in that realm. It's gonna be brutal and nasty, but I ain't trying to get canceled. <laughs> I ain't trying to get not yet, man. If I if I go down, we'll go down with a bang like Will Smith. And now nah, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing, I'm playing. Too, soon. <laughs> too soon, too soon. But we're gonna have to wrap this up, gentlemen. We're gonna wrap this up. We're gonna have to do another one. I know when Luis's, I think his laptop works things of that sort but i got a lot of questions to ask and um i think we'll have two more gentlemen join that said they wanted to join all right and uh definitely uh 
I'm gonna add y'all. I think y'all already in the men's group. I have already, right? The messenger, messenger group. No, nah, I own a men's group. It's called Intellectual Gentleman. I think you're in it, cuz right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's just a little safe haven for all men. Mike, I can add you since uh, you just got we just connected and stuff like that. All right, cool, cool. But I, I appreciate. It. Is there anything y'all wanna say before we sign off? Man, that's, I like I say, cuz I appreciate it, man. Like. It really, it really felt good to talk about it. You know, the Lord that talked about. Sorry if I took up too much time on, of anything, but you know, it just felt good. To, you know, to actually come out and talk about it, and you know, hope y'all be safe, be safe out there, and don't let, you know, this, this world stress you out too much. Nah, it's okay to be vulnerable, you know, just with the right people. Yeah, good to meet everyone. Um, Torre, don't ever feel like you took up time. You took all of the time that you needed to express yourself. You know, that's something that we have to uncondition ourselves because you expressing yourself in that moment is the time that you needed. Okay, and, yeah. it, was, and it was appreciated here. Okay, so it wasn't too much. It was it was just enough. Right. Somebody need to hear it because I have, I have a couple of gentlemen right now saying post it, please post it. <laughs> See? Post post whatever you got going on because I need to hear this. I need I need this. Mm-hmm. So, All right. Yeah, so I'm, we'll sign this out. I appreciate it, gentlemen, and I'm definitely going to do it a, a part two. Well, I think you said tour. You have a because you have a couple other people that you say you want to join. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna talk to them. You know, bring them in. Absolutely. And, and Mike could definitely have your uh, your uh, analytical perception very. Uh, <laughs> Very, very, uh, very true. I like that. We need, we need that. And Luis, you know, if you listen, Luis, <laughs> love and respect, brother. Love and respect. But we're going to sign this out. Appreciate y'all coming on and enlighten me. And I uh, thank you.